Not all tweets are deleted equally. Politicians' trash tweets can have a second life. Derek Willis runs PolitWoops for the nonprofit investigative journalism operation ProPublica, and he retrieves politicians' and candidates' scrub tweets to give us a better glimpse into their online selves. President Donald Trump is one of the world's best-known tweeters, and he's been known to delete now and again. Some elected officials' deletions are typos. Others can be more substantive, and Willis makes the case that those 140-character bits the political tweeters decided they didn't want us to see can be as revealing as the ones they did. What is PolitWoops? So it's an archive of deleted tweets made by politicians and public officials. Originally, it was created in the Netherlands, and it was a Dutch project to track deleted tweets from politicians there. Uh, and the idea was such a good one that versions of it have popped up in other countries around the world. The U.S. version was started by the folks at the Sunlight Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C., dedicated to transparency. And a couple of months ago, they asked us if we would like to take the project over. And uh, folks at ProPublica, we said, sure, because it's, it, is a, it is a transparency project, and we like transparency, and we want to, moving forward, be able to show people and tell people what their politicians are doing on Twitter, especially when they delete tweets that they maybe regret. What's the value of deleted tweets? So it's a good question, because many of these deletions are typos. There are things where you're just like, whoops, I said someone's name, I spelled their name wrong, or I, you know, I got the verb tense wrong. I personally have done that many times on Twitter. Uh, and so part of the value of that is, I suppose, that people on, you know, politicians are sort of just like you and me when they use Twitter in the sense that, you know, they, they make mistakes. But there's another level that I think that actually does provide a little bit more value, and that's that Twitter, like many social media places, platforms, is a place where people will say things sometimes without really thinking them through or out of sort of a rush of emotion, and then later reconsider. Uh, and, and tweets like that that get deleted, they provide a little bit of a window into sort of the thinking or the state of mind of somebody when, who posts it. But I think that when a politician does delete a tweet and it's just a permanent deletion, not a correction. You know, I think there, you know, sometimes there might be an interesting, you know, insight or a story there. One example is politicians who deleted their tweets that were in favor of the release of Sergeant Bo Bergdahl in Afghanistan after there were concerns about his past actions. Yeah, that's a great example. And in fact, that, that even occurred off of Twitter, like uh, that people deleted press releases. It's something where you figure, oh, this is how, this is what I feel or my position on this, on this particular matter is. And then later on, you might have some more information and you might figure, well, that's not the greatest thing to have sitting out there. And they go back and remove it. And I think that, that does tell you something about sort of how a lawmaker views his or her job and how they, how they perform it. Twitter took down PolitWoops a while back, saying it violated the terms of service by retrieving these deleted tweets. What happened to bring it back? It is a violation of the terms of service. I mean, at the time it was. But when people complained, I think they did start to pay attention to services like this that have cropped up around the world and then said it's against our terms of service. So the folks at Sunlight 
went back to Twitter, you know, after a little, you know, interval and said, look, we understand that the terms of service, but we think there's a, a unique case here, uh, in particular when it comes to candidates for political office or for elected officials, that the public actually has an interest in seeing sort of their statements and how they use a social media platform like this. Uh, and they made the case effectively, and Twitter has allowed this sort of carve-out. And so we can track people and store their tweets as long as they are a candidate or a elected official uh, or an appointed official for some posts. And then once they cease to be that, then we have to stop tracking them and storing their deleted tweets. I read that 79% of Americans are not on Twitter, so maybe it isn't exactly Vox Pop. Oh, it's de- it's, yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, I think uh, as much as sort of members of media, and I plead guilty to this myself, as much as we like to sort of think that Twitter has is a window into our society, it's a window into a certain small portion of the society. However, I would say that more and more politicians use it, use these services and use Twitter in particular now. And I think our president is a, is a great example of that. It seems, for those people who do use it, kind of the national id. What do you see as Twitter's role? I think, in some respects, it can be a window onto our sort of national, a national psyche. That's a probably a, uh, a little too simplistic of a reading. To me, the value of Twitter is very often in its ability to connect you to other people who share a very specific interest. I, I tend to think of Twitter as a bunch of like niche audiences that are all sort of hanging around kind of together. I have found many folks who are experts in fields that I probably not would not have encountered otherwise had I not been looking for them and had I not been on Twitter. When we talk about Donald Trump, who seems to be the poster boy for Twitter. What do you see as the nature of his Twitter behavior? A lot of politicians talk about sort of using social media to bypass the traditional media, as as you might call it. Uh, I think Donald Trump probably does that as well or better than anybody else. I think many of the folks who use social media in, in politics do so with sort of a, a veneer of kind of, this is my official account, and you're going to hear about, you know, sort of the, the things that you would expect maybe an office holder or a uh, member of Congress to post to Twitter about. A lot of people might think that probably doesn't reflect the personality of that person very much. But I think, like, I think that Trump is a tremendous exception to that. I think people gravitate to his Twitter feed because... I think it is a pretty accurate, you know, extension of his personality. What tweets has he deleted? Surely you have an archive of those. We do. And, and like, you know, this is the one place where he's much like a lot of other politicians, uh, particularly in the last year, um, where he will quickly clean up uh, typos. Uh, and there are many typos in the sense that when you tweet a lot, you, you know, you also increase the chances of you, uh, you know, tweeting out the wrong name. What he has been deleting and not replacing or fixing um, are, are, for example, when he retweets other users, which he does occasionally, he also occasionally deletes tweets that I really can't explain um, after, 
After the election, he went back and deleted, he or someone on his staff went back and deleted a tweet about Duck Dynasty, one of the Duck Dynasty stars uh, that was complimentary of him, uh, made like in September or October. And I'm not sure why. I will say that like for someone who uses Twitter as often as he does and in the manner that he does, frankly, there, you know, I might, you might have expected more deletions because there are things that he put on Twitter back before he was a presidential candidate that many politicians probably would be uncomfortable having. I'm sure there are many people who are tracking Donald Trump's tweets, but there are hundreds of members of Congress and thousands of politicians and candidates across the country. How do they get tracked by politwoops? Do you have a crowdsourcing network out there? We do in the sense that like, we have regularly have folks email us and suggest, like, hey, you should be tracking this person or that person. We went through and made a list of all the new members of Congress and then went out and tried to find their Twitter accounts, their official accounts and their campaign accounts if we didn't already have them. And then we just simply load them into our database and uh, the checking goes on automatically. We'll put them into the database as fast as we can and start tracking them. We don't have everybody from the moment at which they become a public official. So it's not sort of fully automated. Um, but, but we do try to you know, get them into our system as fast as possible so that we can start you know, seeing what they're tweeting about. Have you seen the proliferation of fake tweets, which are essentially, as I've seen them, screenshots of what appear to be tweets but in fact are fabricated? As long as you can post images to Twitter like, this is going to be a problem. Like, as long as there's been a Internet, I think, you know, that has had public use, there's been an issue with, like, well, you can fake a lot of things on the Internet. And so I don't think Twitter is immune from that. There are some solutions to that, but they're fairly draconian, I think. You know, like, the easiest way to prevent fake images is to prevent all images. But I doubt Twitter is really going to shut that off anytime soon. Is Twitter here to stay, or do you think it's going to lose its cachet, be superseded by something else? I wish I knew. Um, I, I, I suspect that something like Twitter is probably here to stay. Twitter is not a, you know, certainly not a perfect service. There are things that go on on Twitter that are pretty horrendous and horrific in terms of abuse. Uh, and I could envision a time when there'd be like a tipping point where people are like, I can't, you know, like, this is, like, we can't do this, and this is unacceptable. To the extent that it stays around, it will probably always be somewhat niche uh, in the sense that, you know, you are saying before, like most people in the United States aren't on Twitter. I think it has an appeal for certain folks, and I think for other folks, there's just no, literally no appeal whatsoever. Let me ask you, should I keep the Twitter going or not? Keep it going? I think so. I think so. The great Twitter debate of this election season is whether Donald Trump should stop tweeting. I kind of think I know where you might be going on this. If he's going to make policy pronouncements uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, I think as a, as a journalist, I, uh, I'll, I'll take those. I think anything that kind of gives us a little insight into how the presidency works and how he thinks is probably valuable information when it comes down to it. There are some tweets in there that I wouldn't put in front of children, probably, or, or, or have a hard time explaining to some of them. But on balance, I, I think I would probably rather have them than not. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Derek Willis, thanks so much. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited and engineered by Todd G. Levin. 
The music is Rockin' Robin by Bobby Day on Class Records and Everybody's Talkin' by Harry Nilsson on the RCA Victor label. The Trump comment during an inaugural ball is from CNN. I am Pat Morrison. Through the pouring rain Going well the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on sun